Do you want to learn how to get healthy, perform at your best, and create body composition changes that last? In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things fitness, nutrition, health, and mindset. You're going to learn how to create real results, and most importantly, how to maintain those results in the long run. I'm your investors. I'm Christine Nandali. And you're listening to Talking Nutrition. I can't, Every time. the countdown really messes me up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to episode seven. Today, we're going to talk about stress management. Now, stress is not necessarily a bad thing. And we were just talking about this before I hit record. People really demonize cortisol, right? And it's like this evil hormone that's going to mess you up. But today, we're going to talk about what it really does and how stress can actually be a good thing in some cases but also how chronically elevated cortisol, continuous stress can really mess you up. So we're going to talk about what stress really is, what it means, the different types of stress. And we're going to get into the allostatic load, basically in English, the overall stress load that you have. Now we're going to get into the nervous system and how you can manage stress. And we're going to finish off with our personal top threes of how we like to manage stress for ourselves. Now, related to this podcast, I actually wrote an article as well where I mentioned basically what we're going to talk about today, but also 20 methods that I think can help you manage stress. Now, it's going to be personal. Once again, always going to be personal, but I think you're going to benefit from that article. And then Christine also wrote a post on that, which we're going to also link in the description. So I'll put my article down there, Christine's post, and that post is about the effects of chronically elevated cortisol. So check that out. And yeah, let's get into the episode. So Christine is going to start off with what is stress? Okay, so what is stress? I think many people, when they think stress, they are just thinking more on the emotional side. Um, So maybe like family issues, you know, relationship issues, work stress, uh, financial stress, right? Those are, those are kind of like emotional, but there is many different factors when it comes to stress that we often don't think about. So those are all stressors for sure. Um, but there is one part in within stress that we call perceived stress. So perceived stress is how we respond to a certain stressor. Um, It's almost the feelings of like lack of control or uncertainty within something, right? So how we are responding to a certain stressor. Um, Perceived stress can also be things like anxiety, depression, um, just mental stress in general. So outside of that, there's other stressors we often don't think about. Okay. So it could be, I have a whole list here. (laughs) So there's poor diet is a stressor, blood sugar dysregulation, under eating or overeating, nutrient deficiencies, too much exercise, too little exercise, um, circadian disruption. So someone who is like a, um, a shift, a shift worker. There's a lot of circadian disruptions and stress happening there with that. Um, lack of sleep, poor gut health, 
you know, inflammation, injuries, these are all stressors on the body can be, um, one major one I did kind of say it here, but one major one that a lot of people actually think is a stress reliever is actually a stressor on the system is exercise. I will say there are instances where exercise may not be a stressor for John. So someone that, you know, has a lot of body fat to lose and they're exercising to, you know, lose that body fat, that's that is not going to essentially be a stressor on someone like that. Um, but in general, exercise is a stressor for most people. But we um, think about it more. It's, it's a stress reliever from the mental health side of things, but it's still a stressor from the physical. So a lot of the times when like, my clients are going through a really stressful situation or they're, or they're just stress cadets in general. Um, we have to dial the exercise down a little bit um, because to manage some of the stress on the system. Um, it's one thing we are in control of when it comes to managing that stress. Um, but it's like, it's the continual exposure. It's the chronic stress that ultimately creates dysfunction in the body. So when we have all of these things piling up, all of these stressors, um, we'll see down regulations in sex hormones, you know, thyroid, we can see it impacting sleep because our cortisol is going all wonky, um, you know, poor gut health downregulation of metabolism, but it's, it's, it's the chronic stress that does this and not the acute, like we need stress and, and Johan's going to talk about this. Um, but it's all of these compiling on each other that does create the dysfunction, um, or the problems with our health down the road. All right. And then we're going to move on to how much can you handle and Johan's going to hit that one up. Yeah. And exactly like you mentioned, the prolonged stress, like that's really where it goes wrong, right? That's where it starts to have a negative effect. Because some temporary and you know acute stress is actually, you know, considered good stress. It can help you, you know, improve. That's where, you know, you stress the muscle. When you then recover, you become bigger, stronger, faster, etc. You know? Acute stress can also help you improve your immune system. While on the other hand, you know, chronic stress can do the opposite, right? It's more catabolic related to breaking down tissue, which we don't want, right? We want to hold on to muscle as much as we can. Um, it can also lead to chronic inflammation, insulin resistance, getting sick, basically faster aging, and much more. And injuries may be a good one to mention too, because that's maybe one a lot of people who tend to overtrain a little might run into and that's being injured right i was a prime it's, example of that yeah exactly right and i mentioned this i think in the first episode like at some point at the gym at crossfit back back when i was doing crossfit still it was like everyone was like walking around with these little weird like not full-blown injuries but like it was getting there you know and right. some people did have actual injuries hey might just be too much stress you know 
which we don't really think of because it's like, no, I like exercise, right? I like working out. Like for me, it's a stress relieving, um, you know, activity. Mentally. Sure. Mentally, you know, but physically it's still a big stressor. We'll get into actual stress management later on, but like that's also going to include, you know, adjusting training load when you need to, but okay. It's all about finding the just right amount. Too little, it's not really going to do much, right? Very little stress or no stress is going to just keep you in your comfort zone. It's nice and safe, right? But it's also not where we actually grow and get better, etc. Now, too much or too long starts to work against you. And the right amount can help you grow physically and mentally. Now, back to stress management, right? What does it even mean? I think it's a term that's uh, thrown around quite a lot and um, without a lot of context, like people often say, like you see these posts, like you need to manage stress and too much stress is not good for you. How do you do that? Is it about removing all the stressors or maybe not? Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the nervous system and the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic state. Yeah. So when we're talking stress, so when we're in a stressful situation, it's activating the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. So centerous activity, danger, it's a threat to the system. It can, emotional stuff as well can create that response. Um, you can see like heart rate increasing, the body tightening up, right? So it's fight or flight. You're ready to essentially get after something right it goes back to like our ancestors when um this was really important for them when they were hunting right and and gathering food now the parasympathetic system is it regulates the rest and digest so it brings the body into a relaxed state heart rate decreases and this is where we could rest relax repair so we want a balance of both of those, right? If we have, if we are constantly in the sympathetic state in that fight or flight, we are going to, like I said, start to run into dysfunction. We have to come back to remembering that the body cares about two things, right? It cares about survival and reproduction. So when we are in a constant stress state, it's going to start to downregulate hormones like sex hormones. Um, you'll notice things like you could see like libido decreasing, right? All of these things start to downregulate because it's just not a priority for the body, right? When we see sex hormones downregulating, the body doesn't want to be bringing a baby in the world that you cannot care for if you're under this amount of stress, right? So it does that on purpose. It's a survival mechanism, right? Um, so important to, like Johan said, we need this stress, but we also need to be making sure we are tapping into that parasympathetic state because that's where we are repairing, right? So even something that a lot of people don't think about too is being in the fight or flight state, um, it will impact things like digestion, too, right? Just not a priority when we're under threat. So we tend to see digestion issues pop up. And so like someone who's working on gut health, 
that is always a main focus is where can we manage the stress, right? So then once they start doing that, we see, you know, bloating, just gut stuff in general start to improve. It's one of the biggest factors, I would say, in society as a whole, we have a lot of gut health issues right now, but we're also really, really stressed, right? So yes, there's so many different factors playing into that, but stress is one major one. When you're in a chronic sympathetic state, so fight or flight, like I said, you can see sex hormones downregulating, thyroid downregulating. Um, you can start to see like women losing their cycle or like running into PCOS or men, low T, it's women can have low T too, um, but it will impact your sleep. It will impact your mental health and it can have an impact on fertility. Um, but again, it's the continual uh, state of being in the sympathetic, right? The fight or flight. And this also shows up when two examples, when in CrossFit, for example, or any sport, people overtrain, continue to diet and diet and undereat. Or on the bodybuilding side of things, they get too lean, keep eating very little, keep dieting. We run into reds, relative energy deficiency in sports, where there's not enough food, right? There's too much stress on the system. That's where women can, for example, run into loss of menstrual cycle, right? Men, as you mentioned, super low T. It's not going to be great just for overall health and performance. Pretty common, I think, right? within sports in general, but also bodybuilding. How, do, how would you fix that when someone runs into that, right? Where they've been stressing the system too much. There's no menstrual cycle, for example, or there's low testosterone. We know mm -hmm. someone is you know, not eating enough, overtraining, overstressed. How would you go about that? I'm you putting you on the spot here. Oh, that's okay. Um, well, you have to figure out where it's coming from. You have to get to the root of where it's coming from. So if it's coming from someone who's under eating and uh, over training, we have to start eating more and pulling back on training. Um, if it's coming from, you know, work stress, it, it just, it kind of depends. It's hard to say exactly like how I would attack it because everyone's going to be totally different right and what's causing this um i do run labs with my clients and, and things like that um but again it, it totally depends it, it's hard for me to answer that question true true you know it just it kind of is because if i have a, a female who has reds and doesn't have a cycle or anything like that the the simple answer is to start increasing calories and pulling back on training and adding in you know parasympathetic movement like yoga um adding in um stress management that like works for them it's all about controlling the stress i wanted to add a scary one and that is gaining body fat Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to as well when we get too late yes yes we do that's a big one mm -hmm. and um that that's why i wanted to bring that one up actually mm -hmm. because that's a scary thing right and it's not something a lot of people want to hear and it's luckily by the way like it's luckily not something that's super common either right but it does happen and you know i know 
quite a few people who are into bodybuilding and stuff and who do run into that, right? It's not I, necessarily very I, healthy to be super lean. No. And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be super lean people either. Like mm -hmm. I've seen people who just simply need to add more body fat, not because they're super lean, just because to optimize hormonal health, right? It can yeah. happen regardless if someone's super lean or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another reason to not keep dieting, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. I was going to add one more. Is that cool? Yeah. And that's stress in relation to sleep. Because stress can really mess with your circadian rhythm. Cortisol kind of blocks melatonin production, which then makes it very difficult to fall asleep, if not impossible sometimes. Which, once again, is a big stressor to the body, right? Disrupted you know, circadian rhythm, not enough sleep. It's going to lead to shitty recovery as well. We kind of end up in this vicious cycle. Another reason to manage stress, right? To balance those two, parasympathetic and sympathetic. And a little exercise that I learned from Sam Miller, our mutual friend. And that's the drains and charges exercise. You know about that one? Yep. Right, yeah. I do that with some clients every now and then. We basically take a piece of paper, we write it down, drains and charges. And I just asked him, like, write down all the things that drain you, right? Physically and mentally on one side. And then on the other side, write down what you do to recharge. Also mentally, physically, etc. More than often, there's a whole lot on the stress side and not that much on the parasympathetic side. And that's really my point here. We can just start looking at that stress side and say, we've got to remove all this, right? Because that's pretty much impossible in many cases. Mm -hmm. Maybe some here and there, right? But I would say let's focus more on the parasympathetic activities, right? Where we can bring you in that rest and digest state. We can right. try to lower cortisol. Which, by the way, another way to do that, lowering cortisol, might be eating carbs, right? Can spike insulin, lower cortisol, can then help you sleep. Which is why with some people, and this is one of those stress managing methods, basically, that I mentioned in the article. So why with some people... We incorporate a bedtime meal, which is pretty high in carbs for that reason. It can help you fall asleep. Now, it's not 200 grams of carbs right before bedtime, but, you know, some in the evening can probably help you quite a bit. That being said, let's get into our top three favorite ways to manage stress with, first of all, ourselves. So what I will say about stress management is that I think we often think it needs to be like reading and journaling and like meditating and and there's nothing wrong with those things um but for some it doesn't recharge us um or it doesn't bring us joy i think that you need to do things that bring you joy when it comes to stress management um so for me it's getting out and shooting my bow right that is a very, it's an activity that makes me very present, right? I love it. I'm like focusing on just that. Um, and so that's one of them for me. I love shooting my bow with Eric. Another really big one for me is walks in nature. It just brings me so much peace. I enjoy it. Um, I also find I'm like very creative when I'm in nature. Um, which is, which is great. And then 
<laughs> last but not least is I like doing absolutely nothing. Uh, and I think a lot of people struggle with this, but I like just laying down on my couch with Eric and Rose and watching a show like that to me, I am just totally relaxed. It brings me joy and I'm present. And that's, those are my, my top three. It, it, it doesn't, for me, I've really tried to get into meditating. Um, I'm more of like an active meditator, I think more or less. Um, but it just, it just, I couldn't get into it. And so I, I think a lot of people are in my shoes and they probably, get, now they're stressed because they can't meditate. And it's like, okay, no, we need to figure something out. So like, for example, my client, one of my clients that I checked in today, um, like her and her husband took a weekend and they went and I think they stayed in a hotel, like even where they lived and they just had dinner and like, it was an amazing stress reliever for her. Right. It doesn't have to be reading. <laughs> it doesn't have to be journaling. So just want to give yeah. you guys examples of that. Very good point. I was laughing about the, the, the meditation one because, I mean, there is something to be said about giving it a shot, right? Because for everyone, it's going to be super weird in the beginning because we're not used to that. Yeah, I've tried it so many times. I you just know? can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's fine. Like, at least yeah. you try, you know? Uh-huh. But like... I think it's very uncommon these days for anyone, almost no one does this, but like to sit down with your thoughts and with your eyes closed and it's just you and your, oh, totally. you know, what's going on in your mind. Yeah. No one does that. Well, not mm-hmm. no one. Barely anyone does that. Yeah. Because it is weird, right? We're not used to that. So anything that we're not used to is going to be uncomfortable in the beginning. So I would say if you want to try it out, go ahead because it might be great. But like I said as well, could also just be not for you. Um, I like it personally. I haven't been doing it recently, I will admit. But I like it from time to time, you know? <laughs> On the other hand, it, for me, it doesn't work, you know, for sleep. And yeah. I had a time a while ago where I could not sleep. I actually don't know what it was. Probably stress. But <laughs> I just couldn't sleep, you know? Um and I would try to use headspace. I would like put on like the sleep meditation thing. And I would get so frustrated. <laughs> I would like just get more stressed from using yeah. that app, you know? Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. So I was just making it worse. And it's like 4 a.m. You're still trying to like meditate, you know? But then it's like, okay, just never mind. Right. But anyway, things that I do at the moment... Being in nature, that's the number one. Walks in general are nice, but when I'm in nature, and especially up here in Norway, which honestly is why I stayed here, you know, is so good for me. Just being outside, especially if it's on the coast, you know, to hear the water or be up in the mountains. Just have, you know, put up a tent somewhere and just chill, make a campfire or something. Like, that's the best shit, you know? It's so good. That's my number one favorite way. And I got to do more of it, to be honest. Second is journaling and planning. And this might be a useful one because I think a lot of times when we're being unproductive or kind of like our thoughts tend to go everywhere, like sit down and write shit down, right? Well, you just want to plan for your week, right? These are the things that need to get done today, tomorrow, et cetera. 
whether that includes your nutrition or not, right? Meal prepping, et cetera. You can plan for that because then you're less likely to forget. If you don't forget, you're maybe less stressed about forgetting your meal prep, right? Or journaling in general. I like to write down, you know, stuff that I'm grateful for in the morning. I do do that every morning. How I can do better personally, right? And a couple other things. But anyway, long story short, like you said, it's not for everyone. So I want you guys to think about the stuff that we mentioned and also go into Christine's post and my article and look into those different methods because it's going to be different for every person out there. Now, lastly, going for walks. I kind of put that, it's kind of double, but like I often go for a walk in the city too. Just going out for a walk, five minutes, 10 minutes, it usually kind of recharges me quite a bit. If I really struggle writing, I go out. Before you know it, I'm like on my phone, I'm like writing down. Yeah, shit I'm, the I'm, wa- I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like as I'm walking, I'm mm-hmm. like getting good ideas, you know, and this morning same. I wrote like half an article, like walking basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Very basic, like nothing crazy, nothing hippie, right? No, no like weird stuff there. No. there. There's even like some supplements that can help us manage cortisol, but I purposely didn't write those down because I think we tend to kind of go for those options, right? Yeah. We're like, yeah, no. Uh, let me just try the supplement first, but no, just go outside a little bit more first, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do less or yep. chill on the couch or whatever. Whatever works for you. So to kind of recap what we talked about today, we talked about what stress really is, right? The perceived stress as well as physical, acute stress versus chronic and how it affects the body, how much you can handle and how you can manage that load, right? If you look at those two different states, right? Rest and digest, the fight or flight, how much are you doing on the stress side and how much are you actually doing to counter that? Now we also shared some of our personal favorites and we t- talked a little bit about sleep and, you know, loss of menstrual cycle, etc. Once again, stress becomes a problem when it's prolonged too much for too long, right? Just like with dieting and all that stuff. If you want to learn more about this, learn more about stress. If you want a little recap, check out my article. I'll link it in the show notes as well as Christine's post, which will also link. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. If you want to help us grow the show, please make sure to leave us a five-star rating or share this episode on your Instagram stories. Now, if at any point you feel like you need more help, you can always reach out to Christine or myself directly via any of the links in our show notes because we're here to help. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.